to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. <laughs> Welcome back to Jazz Beats, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. As usual, I am Jackson and this is Tyson. Hello, everybody. We are your hosts on this fine afternoon here at Fizz Drinks in Richfield, Utah. The best. If you if you already like their nachos, you're going to love the salsa that they have now added to their menu. I'm telling you, it, I just had a dish of it myself. Highly recommend it. What am I drinking? I, I, I had the, it's for the bros last week. What are you drinking this I'm week? I'm drinking a drama queen. Oh, I'm feeling sense. a little dramatic. That makes sense. So yes. we're going to go there. That's popular. Um, and the owner is handing out um, plenty of good compliments. He just, yes. he just told Tyson that he is so nice, he is no longer trustworthy. Uh, and we're just going to leave it at that because uh, I don't really know what that all means. But I don't love it. But one thing I do love about <laughs> Fizz is they have true plastic straws, everybody. None of that garbage paper straw stuff. They got the you, real stuff. You don't like that when it's like you've been drinking for a little while. You're at the end of your 44 no. And it's like you may as well have a twenty. You got a little drink. bit of paste, like a little bit of mush. <laughs> yeah, no, from the straw. It's like trying to suck a ice cream through a straw with those bits of peanut butter cups in it, and mm. you can't. Yeah, it's impossible. Um, the Jazz are still yes. an NBA team. Yes, they are. And we're going to talk about them today. The Jazz are in ninth right now, tied for ninth, and we're sitting at twenty-four and twenty-five, just floating around that five hundred mark. Still, still. sub five hundred. I mean, last over the last couple of weeks with our our series of straight losses in a row i really had thought that the playoffs were completely out of sight i I'd just given up hopes that we would even get to the play in uh, how, how are you feeling about it now do you, do you still think that there's a glimmer of hope for that or are you waiting is does it all hinge on trade season for you i still think we're a play-in team okay. but it's crazy i was looking at the the playoff picture in the west okay right the distance from the fifth seed dallas mavericks and the 13th seed Portland Trailblazers is three games. So there's three games between fifth and 13th, and we're smack dab in the middle of that, and, and we could go that, – that just tells me we could be the fifth and we could be the 13th getting one of those deep lottery right. picks. Do you, do, you, do you think that later in the season – we've got like 20 games left, give or take – do you think that that spread will still be that close, or do you do you actually expect there to be some teams that start to separate from the herd? I think so. I think there's going to be fifth and sixth. They're going to kind of maintain their okay. edge. You're going to get the play-in teams, seven, eight, nine, ten, that are really tight, maybe 11. Right. And then I think 12, 13 will drop off. I think you're going right. to see more, um, more uh, what am I trying to say? More, more strict tanking going on, like right. more obvious tanking. And teams but, are going to lose a lot more the, towards that bottom end. Right. And then you're going to see some teams pull away. I feel like the tanking is starts to become very obvious once the trade deadline comes and goes. So uh, those that really have that in their, in their targets, that's set for them. It'll be, become very evident come February. Because why? Well, because at that point, they already know what's happening. I mean, their roster is what it is. They know what they've got to deal with, and now they're looking ahead because there is no chance to redeem themselves second half of the season. And it would be frustrating as all heck for Utah to go down that road. But That's still an option, though. It still is because, like you say, it's only a matter of two or three games and we're in the playoffs or we're in tank mode. Yeah. And if you listened to us last week, we mentioned that um, front office has said Markinen and Kessler are the only safe players on the Jazz wow. as far as trades. So we could have a whole new team right now 
or or next week or or before the trade deadline in February um, than we do now. And so I think when we see that team, we're going to know where right. our future stands as far as the end of the season. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with Markinen and Kessler being the only two safe players on our roster? I like Abaji too. If yeah. we're, we're, we're thinking about young, um, cheap prospects that could help us in two or three years, Abaji's on that on that okay. table. Um, you, you could go down the line and say everybody. You could use a veteran like Conley with young group. You look at the Houston Rockets right now, and they're super young and talented, but they have no structure and no veterans to say, hey, let, let, that's not a good shot. I I've know you been can, here before. Yeah. This is what we run. So and they're struggling like crazy because there's no leadership there. Um, so, uh, not many others though. If you're looking at it, yeah, I, I'm. I like. It. I mean, I've, I'm really impressed with those two players. Obviously, but if we could keep, it's tough. Okay, I've I told you who the three guys I think are getting traded are. Okay, my opinion on this. We kind of talked about trades last week, but my thoughts and rumors and intel has filtered down to this conclusion. Mike Conley. Okay. Malik Beasley. Mm-hmm. Olenek. Okay. Those are my three that I think that uh, if you have those jerseys, quickly trade them in at the next game or drop them off at the DI. Um, have you seen those commercials where the NBA now has, like, insurance on um, jerseys? So if your guy gets traded within a right, year yeah. of getting that jersey, you can trade it in. I have, you, I have, yeah. It probably costs an extra amount of the jersey, but um, I think Beasley's gone. I think you're right. There's too much interest about him. Some team will come up with a package Ainge likes. Um, Conley, are you just thinking because of that Clippers rumor? Clippers and money. I feel like we're just like sifting right now, and I think, I think uh, we've got – at some point, we have to clear some of our funds, and I think Mike Conley. I think he right now is the most expensive player that we are in contract with. So. And you think someone will pay for it? Well, if you're the Rockets, hell, <laughs> you may as well. I mean, why not? I hope he doesn't go there. I hope he goes somewhere really good. I hope so too. But uh, let's be honest. I mean, are, are, do you? If you had to put money on that going either way, Mike coming or going or staying, what's your thoughts? I don't know. Um, I think there is a team that will pay for him or want his contract. I mean, you look at some of the contracts people sign now, and some of them make zero sense. A guy averaging nine points a game gets a $30 million contract. Um, I think somebody will pay for Conley. I think it's $22 million. Yeah. Um, It's just a matter of if it's for something that Ainge likes. Right. And and you never know. Okay. Um, Olenek is interesting because considering we just traded bogey for a Linux pretty much straight across. Um, and then we're just willing to, to part with that. I guess again, it all comes down to what we get offered. It's true. It's true. I, I don't know. Cause I feel like, Olin- I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we've only got what four weeks left until the deadline is. I think the deadline is the ninth of february so we have like two and a half weeks two and a half weeks that's snuck up on us mm-hmm. so this is exciting so in three weeks from now we're gonna have uh, a pretty good idea on our roster moving forward can we t- go ahead no go you go i'm I just gonna nothing s- to say. i was gonna get into the next yeah go ahead so since last time we talked we've played two games we beat the clippers we blew them out 
Straight, straight from the get go. Um, is it because they didn't have their stars on the floor? Yeah. Okay. That's, that has a ton to do with it. Yes. Do we win that game if Paul George and Damian Lillard are on the court? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Sorry. Um, I'm thinking of players that don't play a lot of games, and both those names <laughs> came up to my mind. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Because the, the Clippers are very good when they're healthy. We talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah, we are. And, and we called it exactly. If their players are on the court, it's a tough win. If not, we should be able to secure it, which we did. Uh, it was fun to watch our guys have a fun game, though. I mean, those morale games are really important. And I almost feel like Clarkson stepping back a little bit. Conley really played well in that Clippers game, which if there is any interest from the Clippers in Mike Conley, he really proved his value in that game, yeah. shooting incredibly well, sitting the second or the second half of the fourth quarter because he had such a, a strong lead there at the fourth quarter. But in, incredible, Mike Conley. Um, Markinen is still going, doing his thing. Yes. Struggled a little bit more against Brooklyn the next game, but I think he had thirty-eight. Was That's it twenty great. or thirty-eight against Clippers? He's playing great. He's a lock for an All Star. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to write it down. Wow. Put it on our board of. Okay. of of all our campaigning has come to, has come to <laughs> the fruits are here it's happening i think he's in he will play in the all-star game in salt lake city okay yeah you really feel, I, like I feel so good, good about it oh, i'm yeah. so excited for it okay. um I, i'm not so sure just you know i just feel like we're such an underdog but not a cool underdog so sometimes i worry <laughs> you know yeah but how did you feel about the game against the nets um not good yeah, it, it was a heartbreaker. We came down to the last few minutes, and uh, it, it could have gone really either way, but Kyrie Irving, there again, not a young player, uh, playing back-to-back, but still having the experience to be clutch in the fourth quarter, hitting huge three-pointers with less than two or three minutes left that just really put, put us away. Uh, and I really missed Royce O'Neal's defense, which was evident against Markinen, uh which Coach... You know, Coach Hardy had the play to have Markinen back it in and score on Royce O'Neal, but his defense was just so outstanding that it really makes it evident that we're missing a player like Royce O'Neal on our roster. Um, yeah, because you look at seven foot Markinen backing down six foot four Royce O'Neal, I'm taking my chances looking at that on paper, you know? Yeah, and if you're Coach Hardy, you are too. Right. But yeah, um, Royce, I think, struggled defensively with the Jazz the last year and a half or so. Um, but but he had just a classic Royce O'Neal stat line: thirteen points, five rebounds, six assists. Like just just yeah. just solid. Not nothing crazy to grab your attention, but he has an impact on the game. He does, for sure. Yeah. And if we have a guy like Royce, he's probably guarding Kyrie at the end of the game and trying to hold right. him to less than forty-eight. <laughs> forty-eight is what Kyrie had. Yeah, on a back-to-back night. On crazy efficient shooting too. That's what's nuts. Shot the ball great. Wow. Well, uh, my kids, uh, you know, they watched the game with me, and they were confused who Kyrie was because they were like, wait, who is who is that guy? <laughs> I was like, he's old, my friend. He's uh, I watched him when I was young. You That's know, so weird like, that he's but, old now. Well, he is. And maybe yeah. it's because I've watched him do those, like, gag shows where he gets dressed up like an old man. Oh, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, yeah. yeah. So to me, he's always old from, <laughs> from now um, forever. They also didn't have Durant. So again. Right. Another short roster, we yeah. to, but we still lose. So, we w- we would win that game with Durant on the court for sure. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, the Jazz are sitting around 500. They've been there for weeks, it seems like. Trade deadline still just hearing rumors, nothing concrete. Actually, no teams have really made a trade. There was one trade that went through today. Um, Rui Hachimura from the Wizards went to the Lakers. Kenichiwa. Um, yeah, Japanese. One For of the, real? Yep, one oh. of the first. or oh. I think he's the only Japanese player to ever be drafted. Um, but other than that one trade, nothing's happened. Really? And we're closing in on two weeks left. Don't worry. Danny Ainge's got something in his pocket. We had some suggestions for next week's episode. Do we want to like pre-warn people what we're thinking about? Sure. Yeah, to kind of yeah. explain what we what we want to throw out there because it'd be fun to have some feedback or some opinion like coming into that episode. Um, a com- competitor podcast of ours was talking about comparing um, current LeBron James to current Larry Markkinen and saying, "Does Markkinen deserve?" I know I know votes is a thing, but Take that in, out of account. Does Markkinen deserve an all-star starter spot over LeBron? That's weird. I think it would be – everybody would be confused except for Utah fans. Absolutely. And the people who live in Finland. Right. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that next week. Okay. Because okay, I think all the voting will be done by then, um, and we'll see who the starters are, and we'll go from there. But is Markkinen deserve a starting spot over LeBron James? Um, as his first time appearance, we'll see. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's hear a word from our sponsors too, real quick, and then uh, get to our favorite segment coming up soon, baby. We'll be right back. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. This, the <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> DraftKings gives us kind of a script of like, hey, this is a. You could say something like this, and I went with it today, and, and I liked it. They missed a beat. It should have been four NFL teams, two conference championships, one app for all the <laughs> Because being a numbers guy, I like the 4-2 four, mini. Four, I, I, four, two, one. I wanted the 4-2-1. I like Just that. Divide it, divide it, divide it. DraftKings <laughs> is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and with the playoffs here, what better time? Um, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly with a stepped-up same-game parlay. Um, Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Those are good odds. I love 100%. Guys, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code that we offer, TBPN. New customers can bet the $5 on conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, okay, know it or blow it. It's time, right? It's time. It is time. Let's get our let's get our contestant for the week on the line. So we we had a, an audible last week, and we're going to get our original caller, Kyron, back Kyron on the line. Waters is his name. Who missed out last week? Yeah, he uh, he called he uh, red buttoned us at the time. But he's going to pick up today. Yeah, I we'll feel, see. I feel real good we'll about see. it. We'll see. Hello. Hey, there he is, Kyron. Did we catch you at your lunch? No, it just it's over. I'm back at work now. Okay, good, good, good. Well, we're glad we can take some of your precious time at work to do some other very important things. Are you ready for this? Have you Are you a, a familiar with the rules? No, I'm not familiar with the rules at all. 
Okay, let me give you the rules. We've got three questions for you. They're going to increase in difficulty. Um, if you get to a question and you want to give it a pass and come back to it, you, you can just say, I'll pass that, and we'll come back to it, and that's no problem at all. Okay. If you miss a question, Kyron, you are the worst jazz fan that we can think of or call in the entire world. That's you. But okay. if you get them all right, you're the greatest jazz fan, and you own that title until someone else dethrones you next week. Okay. And I don't know if you, you listened to Cade when he came on, but he actually made a little wager and said, if Kyron gets all three of these right, I'm going to buy him and his wife a fizz drink if he gets them all right. So there's a little on the line today. Yeah. Okay, you feeling good? Well, we'll see. <laughs> all right. Okay, don't get too pumped up. <laughs> all right, Jackson, <laughs> are you going for I'll, I'll go first. All okay, right, bring it in. Bring so it in. Question number one: um, Who is the current owner of the Utah Jazz? Ryan Smith. That a boy. Easy peasy. We knew you had that one. We knew you had it. Good job. Question number two. Now this is a true or false question. Walker Kessler recently had a twenty twenty one stat in a game. Which, can you define that? 20 points and 21 rebounds. 20 points, 21 rebounds. True or false, was he the first Utah Jazz rookie to ever have that stat? I want to say false. Final answer? Final answer. Okay, survey says? Survey says he is actually the first Jazz rookie to have that. First ever rookie for the Utah Jazz to have a 2020 game. Oh! We don't have a sound I effect. I like for a Malone or somebody would have had it before him. It, it, the the rookie kind of throws you off because I think Malone yeah. took a year or two to get to get things to going. To get things moving. For honorary purposes, we're going to give you question three. Okay, this okay. one this one is is a tough one too. Let's see let's see how you do. The first ever Jazz player to be an All Star on the All Star team. We got All Star Weekend come up up in Salt Lake City. Who was the first ever Jazz player to be a part of it? And it, was, and it was Utah Jazz, not not beforehand. Oh, let's see. You know what? We've got both. So We've if you name both. one of them. If you can name either one. I think it's Adrian, Adrian Dantley. Adrian Dantley? I think that's, that's the first. Survey says? Adrian like Dantley that. is the first wow. Utah Jazz All-Star. That's pretty dang wow. good. That's Two awesome. Three. That was the tough one, I thought. If you were interested, Pistol Pete Maravich was the first Jazz All Star. That have been my other. That have been my other yep. guess. Than Pistol Pete. He only played in Utah for like half a season, though, so he was not yeah. eligible for that. You're right, though. But if you were picking for New Orleans, he'd have been your guy, which he was right on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. So good job. You nailed that. We need. We need. We should have just stuck with with old school jazz for you, Kyron. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I know is history. <laughs> just an old. <laughs> Well, well, I'm excited to tell Cade that he doesn't have to fork <laughs> over some, some fizz drinks. So yeah, but you owe us one now. <laughs> hey, yeah. off the Throw top the of your head, do you have anybody you want to nominate for the next Know It or Blow It? I'd nominate Brandon Waters. Okay, we can handle that. I'll, we'll get we'll have our admin admin team contact you. We'll get his info and we'll hit him up on the next sure. show. Brandon, we're coming Alrighty. for you. Hey, thanks, Kyron. We appreciate you coming on. You're welcome. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Man, 
for a big guy, it, I swear he has a lot of personality, but that was hard to hear on the, <laughs> on the podcast. There. It's weird. I don't know if we've ever had somebody swap two and three like that. Usually they get the last question wrong. Yeah. And the first two right. Yeah. So that was. Was that too tough? I, I think it was just a tricky one. Yeah. I don't think it was hard. It was just a little tricky. It's probably just, just a matchup, you know? Yeah. He may not be totally caught up on recent jazz history. Yeah. yeah. What do we have coming up for the Utah Jazz? In okay. between now and our next podcast, we got three games coming up. What we got some we got a winnable game right off the bat um, Monday night against the Hornets. And I don't even know if some of their best players are playing right now. Lamella Ball seems to be in and out of games all the time. Is he injured or just yeah. drama? So okay. he was hurt most of the year at the start of the year, and then he's kind of been back and forth since then. But they're at the bottom of the barrel in the East, so okay. could be a very good win. So that could put us at a 500 score. Right. Right. Maybe uh, we 24 and 24. Is that right? Yep. 25 and 25. So and then we're going to play both sides of that fifth and 13 spot. We got the Blazers first off on Wednesday and then Dallas on Saturday. So those are teams right around our record. Um, so they could swing that, that playoff picture either way. Yeah, so close. It's so strange. Like you look at ones in thirteenth position, ones in fifth, and I'm not like, I'm not more scared of the fifth than the thirteenth in this. Like they're just so similar. It's it's interesting, but uh, fun teams to watch. Lillard is fun, and then you've got Luca. Uh, just amazing, and he is just laying it down lately. He's so fun to watch. Uh, I think we can win one of the two of the Blazers and the Dallas and definitely the Hornets. So I'm thinking we're going to win two of the next three. Two out of three. Okay. Yeah. Just like Kyron. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not bad. The worst jazz fan of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? You think we can win one of the Um I know the Lillard is going crazy recently. Um, had like a, a 40 or a 50 point game in the last week or so. And then Luca, you're always going to get, you, you know what you're getting with Luca and it's crazy statistic games. You think and they're so, ever going to call him on a carry? They did the other night. Did you see that? I'll bet he was frustrated. They called him on a carry. He reacted in what you'd expect and put Shocker. two hands on his head and sprinted over to the ref and, and complained for a minute. And then the next time down, he hits a step back three in somebody's face and he looks at the refs and does the carry motion like, uh, yeah, did I do that again? Are you going to call it yeah. this time? Like, I don't know what he was, was trying to imply, but he looked straight at the ref and gave the, the carry action really? right to his face and... and I just know that that move don't fly in high school basketball. They <laughs> blow the whistle on that. I've seen it. It's crazy, but uh, so fun to watch, though. Um, so, yeah, three games coming up until you hear from us next time. You think we're going to win two or three, or what's your thoughts? I, I'm going to say one of three. Uh, we get this Hornets game. But remember, this season's all about win-win, right? We win. It's great. We see the Jazz win and all that. We lose. We're just closer to the, that for draft you, it's lottery. it's all about a win, lose, lose. Sounds like to me. <laughs> Something like that. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Kind of a quick episode for you, uh, but Jazz is still rolling. Sitting at 500. Can we break that barrier and get into the playoff picture, or are we going to slow things down at all? I don't know. We're going to find out. Trade deadline coming up. Lots of good at Jazz action going on. Stay tuned. Tyson, send us off. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week. That was not scripted. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>